Do you ever hear that saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again? I'm pretty sure I channeled that hardcore <laughs> when I was seeking to complete the 75 hard challenge because it took me four tries. Oh yeah. <laughs> and in this episode today, I want to cover the 10 things that I learned from finally completing the 75 hard challenge. This is not about me, folks. This is really all about you. I am super stoked and proud of myself for completing this challenge, but even more so, I'm excited about the things that I learned from it. And that's why I'm here. That's why I sit behind this microphone to share with you what I learn so that you can learn from my experiences and implement them in your own life in a way that works for you. I experienced some stumbles and some challenges emotionally, physically along the way. That's just called living the human experience. But what happened after all that, that that's like reaching the peak, the pinnacle. And my goal today is to truly inspire you to hear my story and consider implementing something in your own life that could push you to the next level to get you off the couch, whatever it is that you're looking to do to be the happier, healthier person that you're seeking to be. I even have something really special that I created just for you that I want to share with you later in this episode. So why don't we just go ahead, stop all this jibber jabbering and get on with it, right? Come on, let's do this. You're here. Whether you are a newcomer or a faithful listener, you are in the right place because this podcast is all about making change in a way that works well for us, for each of us as individuals with unique needs and dreams and desires. Sure, the Incognito Athlete podcast is about my 100 pound journey. However, it is about you. I want to share my experiences so that you can learn from my challenges, my pitfalls, my failures. I'm putting myself out there and making it my mission to finally reach a place where I feel healthy and I feel true happiness. I'm not stuck in the old mindsets and, and ways of thinking that keep me from being the happiest person I can possibly be. And what's so amazing is in this process, I have unlocked the mystery behind weight loss. Oh yeah. And it's all in our mindset. How we think, why we think what we think. This stuff can be a little scary, but it's really more cool than anything. Getting to know ourselves is awesome. And I can say that now as a wellness mindset coach, because I'm making it my mission to share all of my lifestyle and mindset tips and strategies with you, with anybody who is just tired of that weight loss roller coaster, the quick fix products and programs out there that are failing us and instead give you a one-way ticket to living your own version of the healthiest and happiest life that you see for yourself. Again, in this episode, I'm going to knock through the 10 things that I want you to know from my experience of finishing the 75 hard challenge in an effort to help you determine if this particular challenge is right for you, even right now, if and to dispel any fear or uncertainty you might feel around a challenge like this, as well as encourage you to pursue anything that is outside of your comfort zone at the moment even if it's not the 75 hard challenge. All of this also ties into that thing that I mentioned earlier, the surprise that I'm going to share at the end of this episode that I created with you in mind. 
So please grab a pen, grab your phone, whatever it is to take down your notes. I want you to really think about yourself as I talk through these things. Which one of these things is resonating with you? Which one of these things could you incorporate in your own life? And is a challenge like this something that you are ready for in order to really dive into the goals that maybe you had set back in January and have not yet quite implemented? While you're grabbing those things, I'm going to go ahead and explain to you what the 75 hard challenge is. For those of you who don't know, it is a free challenge, actually, something that's free in life, that was designed by Andy Frisella. He is a best-selling author and entrepreneur, owner of the company First Form. In the 75-day period, it's up to the participant to make a commitment to themselves to complete daily tasks. What are they? Well, let me run down those for you. The Mac Daddy of them all might be the two 45-minute workouts, one of which has to be done outside, rain or shine. The participant must also follow a diet, not consume any alcohol, and never have a cheat meal. Drinking one gallon a day is required, as is reading 10 pages of a self-development or business book. And finally, the participant is to take a progress picture every single day. As you're scoping out this challenge, I'm also going to provide you with some links to a few other podcast episodes that I've done about this in my earlier attempts at 75 Hard, as well as my interview with my friend, uh, Dolly Baker, who has completed the Live Hard Challenge, which I will also mention a little bit later in this episode. So go ahead and check those out in the show notes. Erica, Erica, get on with it. Yes, let's get on with it. There's a lot that happens in 75 days, but I've picked out a few days along the way that really stood out to me. And coincidentally, I ended up with 10 really poignant things that I've got to share with you. So let's go ahead and dive into those. Starting with day one, number one, water is life. In case you didn't know, or maybe you've forgotten, for most of us, half of our body is comprised of water. So consuming it is really important to all of the bodily functions that we have that allow us to do everything that we love from day to day. So now experts out there are like, you got to drink a whole crap ton of water all day long, like eight glasses of water a day. That's a lot. Well, for this challenge, I was charged with drinking an entire gallon every day. So I got myself a great 64 ounce jug. And although it does attract a lot of attention, it was so helpful. One bottle by noon that I was good to go for the rest of the day. One of the things that was really interesting to me, though, is how commonplace this had already become for me. And it was literally on day one that someone caught me off guard at the water fountain. I was filling my bottle and one of my colleagues walked by and said, well, look at you being good. And what I didn't realize is that I had changed my life from being a soda guzzling monster to becoming an emphatic water drinker. I really took this as a sign to communicate this to all of you that water is so essential for our bodies, but it's something that we can do immediately to see immediate change. Water helps me to feel more energetic. It helps with my digestion. I feel hydrated and less listless. So even on day one of 75 hard, I felt like I was making a difference. And I was really proud of myself that I was doing something 
good for my body and potentially even influencing my colleague to consider her own habits when it comes to drinking water. On to lesson number two, change feels sucky. (laughs) Honestly, though, comfort and doing things that we're used to fosters contentment and sometimes even complacency. But being uncomfortable actually nurtures the change, the growth, the achievements that we seek. And on day nine, I noted in my challenge diary that I had set myself up for some discomfort. I chose to sleep in that day instead of get up and work out. And because of the things that happened to me that very day, I ended up having to do my outdoor workout in the dark, in the cold that evening. Talk about uncomfortable. And you might be thinking, uh, totally unpleasant and I will never do that. Well, never say never because I went out and I took my happy butt outside and did it. I wasn't going to quit on myself this time. And I knew that I did this to myself. It wasn't my work day. It wasn't the weather. It wasn't anything else. It was me. I made the choice and I had to live with it. It's really just a life lesson. So consider the fact that even though change can feel sucky, we do have choices that come along with them that can really help us to grow. Lesson number three, feels happen. On day 15, I was facing my monthly cycle. Sorry, gentlemen, if you're listening to this, but listen, emotions happen no matter what, whether it's physiological or otherwise. And when those feelings bubble up, it is so easy to start thinking about quitting. The complaining, the discomfort again can really feel overwhelming. And in that day, I thought, my God, I still have 60 days of of this crap ahead of me. Rather than ruminating in those feelings, though, I went back to my own coaching philosophy that is grounded in gratitude. I sat there with myself and realized that gratitude is so powerful. In fact, years ago, it pretty much saved my life. By taking myself out of the center of everything, especially my feelings, I was able to open up my eyes to the gifts and goodness that was coming from this challenge. Whining was getting me nowhere. With a little bit of gratitude, I was able to navigate those feels onward and upward. Lesson number four, guilt is more painful than sweating it out. By the time I reached day 26, I was definitely more in the groove. I felt like I was making some progress. It had me thinking about the perseverance and the dedication that really comes along with this. I started to think to myself, if I didn't do the workouts, the guilt that I would feel would be massively more painful and upsetting than actually just doing the workouts. Even though they're uncomfortable, I might be out in the elements, I'll get sweaty, tired, potentially even sore. I knew that giving up on myself and breaking the promise to myself would create even more pain and upset. That switch was pretty significant for me and it showed me that I was starting to matter more than anything. The workouts didn't have the power over me anymore. Staying true to myself mattered most. In the words of Nike, just do it. As an aside, one of the easiest things to do in this challenge is read the 10 pages. It's also one of the easiest things to want to cheat on. If I just flip these 10 pages, then that'll be enough, right? Wrong. 
reading the pages, learning from the pages, learning from the author was just as easy as opening the book. Why are we always seeking to cut corners? If we just do the thing, we gain so much more. And as a result, I'm going to continue the reading that this program has instilled in me. I am so embarrassed that I've let so many years pass without reading a single book. Now I'm craving the knowledge, the guidance, and the inspiration. And that's exactly why I'm, I'm here to give you some information too. I have a free download of the book that I've read during 75 Hard. So I'll create a link for you so you can check that out too, should you be wanting to up your reading game. Okay, on to lesson number five. Look past your walls. What I've learned about Growing Grit is that it requires a plan and a goal. The thing about goals, though, is sometimes we can only see what we can see. And by the 33rd day of my program, I was starting to realize that maybe my vision was a little short. I started working with a trainer at work, Tanner. He's been fantastic. He gets how the body works and he understands what needs to be done in order to grow stronger, to be faster and to achieve all of the other goals that comes along with wellness. In talking with him about my goals, he blew my goals out of the water by suggesting that I would be able to reach a completely different goal weight beyond what I've already set. He spoke to me so matter-of-factly, like a doctor would to a patient. My jaw was just on the floor. I'm like, who is this guy and why does he think that I can do this? So strange that those are the words coming up in my head but I'm human, right? What's really cool about this is that even when we are starting to part the clouds and see beyond what we've been seeing in up till this point, sometimes it takes other people to help us to look a little bit further down the road to what we can really become. Lesson number six is very simple. Running in the rain is badass. <laughs> I have learned to love running in the rain. Call me crazy. I don't care. It is one of the most exhilarating experiences that I've ever had. There's this thrill of the unexpected and the discomfort, right? We love a thrill ride at an amusement park and going out and doing something way beyond the stretch of our imagination is just so empowering and impactful. I'm completely untouchable. I can feel the eye rolling. <laughs> as you're listening to this, but seriously, it doesn't have to be running in the rain. Maybe that's not your thing, but I know that there is something that is outside of what you're used to doing that could bring about some similar feelings of power within you. That's what I want to drive you to find for yourself. And I suppose this is actually a really good segue to lesson number seven. 75 hard is not that hard. I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me, but listen, Hard, the word hard is relative. Things that are outside of our comfort zone don't need to be hard. They're just different. And on day 46 of 75 hard for me, I had to bundle up in frigid cold weather, despite the fact that I'm in the southeastern part of the United States and do my outside workout in the dark yet again, yet again. We've got this monstrous hill near our house and it's actually an excellent cardio workout. So my husband, 
he must have been feeling really bad for me because he came with me, bless his heart. And as we were walking, I thought, you know what? This really isn't that bad. It's not that hard. It's just a thing. You put on a hat, you put on a coat, and you do what you got to do. Same with anything else. If the weather is going to be poor, plan accordingly. If it's going to be a little breezy, put on a jacket. If you're going to have a busy day, get up earlier to get the workout done. It just started to click for me that whatever it is that I wanted to get done, I could get done with just a little bit of planning. You want to talk with me more about this? Please hit me up because I, I am a recovering whiner and a firm believer in this now. Lesson number eight, do it because you want to. On day 61 of 75 hard, my dear husband decided he was going to do it as well. A while back, we both sought to do the challenge together as a team. And it really was a great experience. We were able to lean on each other and plan to do workouts together. We had some quality time together as a result. But honest to goodness, I think the only reason he did it with me, or at least a primary reason, is because he wanted to support me. At the time, it just wasn't something that he truly wanted to do for himself. But now, here he is doing his own journey on his own time and his own timeline for himself. And I think I learned a really valuable lesson there that we can't just always force ourselves to do something because somebody wants us to. Just because your friend wants you to come to the gym, just because your friend wants to do 75 hard, just because your friend wants to go drinking tomorrow night, doesn't mean that you need to be doing those things either. You need to do what works for you. And it might take some time for you to explore that. Find out what fits you. Find out what's doable for you. Find out what you're willing to do. Because if you jump from one edge of a cliff to another without a plan or the will, then it's quite possible that you may fall. And I want to help you to reach the other side because that's what you want. And that's where you want to be. Just like my dear Frank. Lesson number nine, we truly can do more than we think. I have learned that our thoughts and feelings as people can be barriers or catalysts for what we want in life. And I've got a great example for that on day 73 of my challenge. I was having a busy week. Work was busy, emotions were running high, I was just days away from getting the challenge completed, and all the while I've been thinking about this 8K that I'm prepping for at the end of the year, and I thought, gosh, I got to get out there, I got to get some running in. So one afternoon at work, I decided, okay, well, I might just go for a walk, I might go for a run, we'll see how it goes. When I felt like there was a lull, I went ahead, laced up my sneakers, and headed outside. Ugh. As soon as that fresh air hit me, I felt like this immediate charge of energy. So I decided at that moment that I was going to go for a jog. I set a goal for jogging 22 minutes straight. 10 minutes came. 20 minutes came. 22 minutes came. I was feeling amazing. So I paused that app, started my Fitbit, and I continued for another 10 minutes. Never in my life have I run so far and so long consistently. And I attribute this to getting rid of the barriers in front of me and just going with what felt right. I felt good. I felt energetic. I knew that I could do it. And I just took the pressure out of it. I was having a great time enjoying the, the fresh air and the sunshine. Look, people, I am not at my lightest in my life. 
and I am nearly 40 years old. The fact that I achieved this is simply exhilarating. I felt like a winner right then and there. It's almost like screw the 8K. Like this is just awesome. <laughs> like not seriously, but it's just so wonderful to be able to experience and acknowledge these barrier breaking moments in our lives. I want that for everybody, including you. And that brings me to lesson number 10. We are never done. You might think, well, I'm older than you, Erica, or I'm heavier than you, or I have this ailment that is limiting me. The fact is we all have capabilities and we are not done. We are never done growing and changing and achieving things. And that goes for me too. In fact, I'm preparing myself to complete the entire Live Hard program, which spans an entire year. I do have to tell you, though, I was super humbled by the emotions that came up for me the day after I completed the challenge. I was like, yay, I did something awesome, but now what? <laughs> and although I even have a plan, there were these strong emotions that came up for me. And interestingly enough, I came across a quote that kind of pinpointed what was going on. It's a quote from singer and songwriter Patti Smith. She said, never let go of that fiery sadness called desire. There is almost like a little bit of a sadness or a deep passion that comes along with wanting something so freaking bad. It hurts, at least for me, deep inside. My heart sometimes clenches, my face will get hot, and there will even be times when tears may well up in my eyes. The thing is though, it's not really pain. It is this desire to be more, achieve more, to give more. And so in wrapping this up, I really want to tell you that if there is any kind of like sadness or deep passion that is coming up for you, then please don't ignore it. That desire, that's your dreams and quite possibly your destiny. Listen to it, acknowledge it, crave the desire, plan for it and go for it. And I have the way for you to do so. Again, having completed this program, I've been thinking about all of you and I want to set you up for a, a challenge of your own, something that you can feel really good about, that you can have success with, something that feels truly achievable. And I'm calling it my 30 day gumption challenge. It is designed to help you to see the truth that you have the guts, the chutzpah, the belief, whatever you want to call it in yourself to grab life by the horns and go for anything that you want. If this sounds interesting to you, click the link. I'll get you some more information on this challenge. And I cannot wait to connect with you and help you to get to the next level that you are seeking in your life. I recently saw some friends and acquaintances and in greeting them, I said like, hey, how are you? What do you got going on? And they all looked at me, every single one of them and said, same old, same old. And they kind of like put their eyes downward and like shook their head a little bit and they weren't even smiling. That same old, same old is not good enough for them. I can tell. And I hate it for them because I know they're not happy, not fully anyway. There's something missing. And sometimes it just takes a little bit to shake it up and to feel alive, to feel connected, to feel like you're growing and achieving something. And there is room for that. There's time for that in our busy lives with our partners, our children, our homes, our bills, everything. There is time for you because you matter. 
So I encourage you, make today the first day that you start. Click the link in my show notes or visit me at unmaskedwellness.com for information on the gumption challenge. I cannot wait to take this journey with you. Thank you so much for being here. Go out and make it a great day and I'll see you next week. 